Lord's Health System, one of the region's leading healthcare providers, proudly presents Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Cancer Society, colorectal cancer is the third leading cause of cancer-related deaths in the United States. But how do you even know if you're at risk? And if so, is there anything you can do to prevent it? My guest is Dr. Donald Petrosky. He's a gastroenterologist at Lourdes Medical Center of Burlington County. Dr. Petrosky, what are the risk factors of colon cancer? The biggest risk factor that people have is age. It starts at age 50 by uh age 65, the greatest risk of developing colorectal cancer occurs. Uh, We start screening processes, of course, earlier because of this. Other risk factors that include family history, genetic risk factors for colorectal cancer, inflammatory bowel disease. But I remind my patients who have no symptoms when I ask them about screening, age is a big factor. Uh, Many people do not uh, show an interest in doing any form of screening because they have no symptoms and they forget that colorectal cancer is a preventable disease and uh, anyone over the age of 50 for the average population, uh, over the age of 45 for the African-American population, uh, means they should qualify and and, uh, request and or follow the instructions of their doctor to get uh, colorectal cancer screening done. And I love that you said it can prevent cancer because people do not understand that. So let's speak about colonoscopy for a minute. You mentioned the first one at age 50 if you're African-American at 45. People are so scared of the PrEP, but the test is so quick and easy. Speak about colonoscopy and what they can expect. Having undergone at least three colonoscopies in our lifetime despite my young age, uh, colonoscopy is the gold standard nationally and internationally to detect colon polyps, which are little benign tumors that uh, we feel are the precursors of uh, a colorectal cancer. The uh, removal of a polyp in a person with no symptoms means we, if we do a good prep, uh, we spend plenty of time looking, we search and remove polyps, we essentially can prevent cancer. Uh, the idea is to do colonoscopy in a screening manner, uh, depending on the age of the individual, and prevent the development of polyps, uh, prevent uh, polyps from uh, staying uh, in the colon and developing cancer down, uh, eventually. This is a preventative option for patients, and waiting to have symptoms is a dangerous uh, thing, and it's all preventable. Other screenings we do look for cancer. This essentially It takes a normal patient, no symptoms, and we can prevent the cancer from developing. It's noted that 70% of the people we find colorectal cancer really have uh, no factors that put them at risk uh, other than age. They have no family history, no uh, Crohn's disease, et cetera, and we find them uh, for colorectal cancer. We feel that the 60% that we've been finding that qualify for screening must be pushed to 80% nationally to save more lives. And over the years, uh, since 1975 to the past couple of years, we've dropped uh, uh, the rate of colorectal cancer at least 33% by the screening process, and colorectal, colonoscopy is that major form of protection. 
our, tell us a little bit about the prep because that seems to be what people fear the most. And and I would imagine as someone who has also had many colonoscopies in my young life that I wake up and say, when are you going to start? And the doctor says, I'm already done. But it's just the prep that people are so scared of. Why do you think that that is? And are there new preps coming down the line that will make it just a little bit easier? Uh, having a... a performed close to 35,000 colonoscopies in my wow. time. PrEP that we provide for patients is a very annoying thing to have to take. The issue uh, is that our, there are at least a multiple, uh, multiple choices the doctor can use to allow a good bowel PrEP. The critical fact that we need as GI doctors is to have a good, clean colon to be able to see polyps, not to miss uh, uh, anything that could go on to cause a problem down the road for the patient. But a poor prep uh, is uh, prevents us from doing a good job and saving this patient from developing colorectal cancer. It's difficult to take. Uh, I ask them to take a liquid diet, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There are various volumes of preps that could be used by the doctor. One complaint I more commonly hear is I get nauseated when I take this. So I give them a medicine for nausea before they start. They're able to get down the prep uh, effectively. I ask them not to take it all at once, like the uh, the package insert says. I spread it out over uh, uh, a number of hours. Uh, we have uh, several options in this country. I use the afternoon for half the prep, the early evening for the second half. Some doctors will have them take half the night before, half the morning of the procedure. There's ways the doctor can get around that annoyance of having to take the prep. But um, I've had no difficulty personally taking it without any need, but I'm not sure if prep is the whole issue. I think the people that uh, are reluctant to have it done are concerned about uh, finding something. Uh, they really don't want to know that there may be something that could cause trouble. They wait, and I've seen my fair share of people who get into trouble and, and could have easily been uh, prevented from getting colon cancer by being uh, uh, aggressive and following the recommendations down uh, nationally, which is screening. Screening can, is best done by a colonoscopy, but there are other alternatives, a stool check for blood, which is not as accurate a test we can do. But there's also Cologuard, which is a blood uh, DNA testing you can do to uh, screen a patient. Now, neither one of these tests uh, meet the, the accuracy of the colonoscopy, but there are people who fear to get studied. They really don't want to know. But there's options other than colonoscopy that can be done. And if you want to save a life, Please uh, follow some of the recommendations offered by a family doctor uh, when they decide to either order a test on their own or refer the patient to a GI doctor for a colonoscopy. There's options other than the colonoscopy. I don't recommend them because I know it's the best way to save a life. But if we start and find something in the lesser uh, testing, we may be able to convince patients uh, they go uh, do a more thorough study, which would be a colonoscopy. Dr. Petrosky, if someone does plan on having that or if they haven't had one yet, what are some of the signs and symptoms that would send them to see GI? When do you worry about rectal bleeding? Because that's, a, that's a, an area of confusion as well. If people have hemorrhoids, then they say, oh, well, it's bright red blood. It's just hemorrhoids. I don't have to worry. What do you tell them when they say that? 
I, I think that uh, any symptom, uh, rectal bleeding included, change about habits, weight loss, anemia, those people have symptoms that uh, concern a primary doctor uh, and or even a GYN doctor, and they refer the patient to the GI doctor for assessment. I My feeling is that if a patient has some bleeding, and I suspect it's hemorrhoids, and even during the examination of the visit when I'm seeing the patient consultation, I recommend colonoscopy because I feel this is a golden opportunity to make sure that that patient is free and clear of any risk. Uh, and I can cite two patients I did one time, a 40-year-old woman and a 42-year-old uh, woman did not know each other, showed up the same day at the office. I set them up for colonoscopy, and they agreed to it because I said, if I find nothing, I'll get you to a surgeon. I'll take out those hemorrhoids. They, they said, great. When I did the procedure on both, one had eight polyps the size of golf balls in the colon that removed. took me quite a while to get them out. Two of those polyps, big polyps, uh, had cancer on it. The other patient had a stage one colorectal cancer, and that was 10 to 15 years ago. Both women are alive, and they came in at 40 and 42 because they said, you know, my bleeding's persisting. Maybe I should get it checked out. And those two people are alive to this day because they were proactive in responding to rectal bleeding. Again, the screening process is get a patient before they ever have symptoms. But if they have some symptoms, please do not delay because it can uh, make a difference in survival. Early detection, stage one is 90 to 95% survival. You wait till stage four when they have serious symptoms that are protracted, could be a 10% survival. And so therefore symptoms are definitely a reason for a patient to want to be uh, checked, a, a referring doc, a primary doctor would want to refer a patient. Uh, but we want to take care of these people. If we want to save lives, before that ever happens, and that's the whole goal of colorectal cancer screening at the age of 50 uh, for the average population, and we, we want to get the, uh, again, African-Americans in earlier because they, uh, malignancies they develop in the colon tend to be much more aggressive. Wonderful information. Doctor, one last question before we wrap up. If you have found polyps, then does that change the screening years that go by before their next screening? Uh, yes, uh, I determine uh, uh, what the polyp looks like. Uh, I wait till I see the patient in follow-up, uh, depending on the type of polyp I took out. And I said, of the five types of polyps, this is the one that has zero chance to go cancer. This is one that has 25%, 50%, and a certain type we discovered over the past five years has over 75% chance of going cancer cancerous. So those people are going to be screened at one to three years, uh, depending on the type. There's ones that uh, are uh, maybe a very small, benign one. Of wait, We can wait five years, but waiting 10 years uh, is a disaster. Uh, I'm even concerned about the recommendations for 10-year intervals after a uh, normal colonoscopy, because I know that in two years after I'm done with that patient, a new polyp can develop, and if it sits there for eight years, uh, um, I, I, I'm worried about what I'll find the next time. I think we we have to be very proactive with these patients. And uh, of all the testing for screening, we do as doctors. This, again, colorectal cancer screening of the various types is the one way to make a difference in survival for these people. 
It's such great information and so important for listeners to hear and take to heart to schedule a screening appointment with a Lord's colorectal specialist. Please call 1-888-LORDS. That's 1-888-LORDS or visit lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. Thank you so much, Dr. Petrosky. You are an excellent guest and thank you so much for being with us today. This is Lord's Health Talk. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.